Well, good morning. This is uh, WNZN Radio coming to you from Laredo, Ohio. And once again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, as they say. And we're very grateful to have this platform at WNZN. David, uh, Boot is here with me. Great to be here again, John. Yeah, we're, uh, we, we really are blessed to be a part of this station, WNZN 89.1. And we'd like to thank Mark Ballard again for the seven plus years we've been yeah. on the that we've had the show. I can't believe it's been that long, John. Yeah, it's oh. been good. quite a run. And then, yeah. um, like I always say, if you have any problem hearing any static, I just go to my uh, iPhone or uh, you go to Alexa or, uh, I don't know, your computer and just put in 89.1 FM or you can put in www.wnzn.org and you get it uh, pretty clear sound and message coming in there. So, um, you know, as we come into the end of this year, you know, a lot of people <laughs> looking back at 2023 uh, as kind of chaotic. Yeah, you know, a lot stuff. of stuff is going on, yeah. um, kind of geopolitically and in the economy and in so many different areas, David. And a lot of people wonder, uh, especially as Christians, um, how can we live a life of victory? How can we live a life of uh, a sense of peace and even power, empowerment? Because if you're if you're a believer— one of the basic definitions of believers is you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The Bible clearly says, He that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon that person. That's in the Gospel of John chapter 3. So what we're going to maybe look at, the, the David, in this show is uh, the life of a believer in a world that is both dealing with material and uh, all kinds of influences and distractions, and then the bigger invisible surrounding world of the demonic and the angelic and all of these kinds of things going on, as well as our own soul. We don't see it, but I always tell people the most precious thing you own is your soul more yes. than your eyesight or yes. your, your legs or your, you know, it's, it's Jesus even says, what is a prophet of man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? So every program we do, mm -hmm. we kind of are getting into how can we strengthen our soul? How can we have a renewed mind? Uh, how can we be empowered by the Holy Spirit uh, to live a life of victory, even over kind of uh, negative influences as well as demonic yes. influences in everyday life? And, and I thought we'd look at that. And no better place to start than at the beginning, which is in Genesis. And we see that it was a perfect world in a sense after God created and he said on the sixth day, after he created all of the starry universe and the earth and the oceans and the rivers and the animals, and then he finally creates man in his own image, and he gives man authority. That's we're going to really touch on this issue of authority, David. Yeah. Uh, over the over nature, you know, tend the garden, so to speak. And then, uh, of course, he creates Eve, and then he says, "Be fruitful and multiply." But then things change when you come to chapter three, and the appearance of the Satan in the form of a serpent, and that's when he'll say, uh, "Did God really say?" Now, that's really our starting point, Yeah, um, is the authority of God's Word. And do we see God's Word as an authority in our lives? Or we don't. Now, we know that uh, Eve fell for it, as well yeah. as Adam. Right. And, and notice, his point of attack wasn't right out and saying, uh, God is lying, or God didn't say that. He simply throws doubt when he says, did God say? Uh, and so the, 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 um, 
And then the woman says, uh, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it nor touch mm-hmm. it lest you die. He didn't say lest you die. He says you will die. Yeah. Then serpent said to the woman, God knows that in that day you eat it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So yes. now he he's coming at a lie <clears throat> and he's saying, basically, you'll be God. Yeah. You can make your own decisions. You don't have to come under God's authority mm-hmm. and you don't have to obey his word. So as we start this conversation today, David, we'll look, this, this goes, this trails all the way through the Old and the New Testament. Do we want to know God's word? Do we want to come under authority of God's word? Um, what kind of power do we have when we do that? And what if we don't? What do we leave it exposed? Are we vulnerable? Uh, not only to the dangers in this world, but also to the supernatural. Do we give points of entry uh, to the enemy coming? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that sin started it all, John, uh, right? I mean, in terms of us being in the predicament that we're in now, with uh, the way the world is, mm-hmm. you know, and when Jesus ascended, you know, he said, you will have troubles in this world, but I have overtaken the world and um, overcome it. And he's also given us authority. And, you know, the the thing I really like, it, I'm, I'm just going to, one of the things that I wanted to start with is when, uh, when you make G, uh, Jesus Christ, the Lord of your life, Colossians 1.13 says you were delivered from the power of darkness the word power is literally translated authority. You have been delivered from the power or authority of darkness and placed into God's kingdom. Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go therefore and make disciples. And, you know, and, and that's, I really like starting it that way because we're kind of, we're a new person. We're reborn uh, and we're, we're a new race, but we have incredible authority and power from him. And, and that's the thing I think we don't understand fully as Christians. And that's what the show is all about today. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the word kingdom. And, of yeah. course, kingdom implies a king. And if there's a king, that means the king is reigning or ruling, and the, his subjects will come under him. Mm-hmm. If it's a wicked king, they come under a wicked king. Of course, having Jesus as our king, he's king of king and lord of lords. So we willingly want to submit to him. And how do you submit to him? is by knowing his decrees or knowing that yeah. like any any ruler or a king if you want to go in the middle ages you want to know what he expected of you yeah and then you obey him and that pleases him if he's a good king and so too we can transfer that to our relationship with jesus uh do we come under his authority yeah. jesus says if you love me you'll keep my commandment mm-hmm. one of the ways we prove our love of jesus is we come under his authority, under his commandments. Now, if we don't, we leave ourselves exposed. And it says in um, Judges, it's a very interesting phrase that that says in Judges chapter 17, uh, verse 6. And again, this has this kingly language uh, wrapped in there. And um, Verse 6? Would would, would you read that? Sure. Um, In those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. Notice that? Yeah. In those days, there's no king because there's no king. There's no line of authority. And so what do the people do? Whatever they want. Whatever they want. Whatever they That's where we're fit. living today in well, popular no culture. Yeah. You see, because now the the phrase today is you do you. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow your heart. 
be true to yourself. Yep. Uh, I did it my way. All of these kind of phrases are coming in, but that's people that aren't under authority. Mm-hmm. If we're under authority, we're saying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will, thy be. will be done on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Now that's, that has a uh, end time kind of uh, dimension where there is, when Jesus returns, every knee shall bow and tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But now, as individual Christians, we can come under his authority. Yes. That's where you want to be. And John, I think a lot of people are fearful of even addressing the enemy uh, because they don't think they have the power that we do. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people that didn't even want to do some of these studies on, you know, uh, supernatural warfare Mm -hmm. and other things because they're that fearful Mm -hmm. of the enemy. And to your point, you know, it is very clear that the power that Jesus gave us was part of our inheritance in him, and you have to enter into this position of authority because you're in him. And and so I would like to for you to kind of flush that out today, too, about how you speak with authority. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's a good point. And I, I guess there are a lot of people that have this concern, or like yeah. you say, fear. They're almost fearful even... I know people that won't read the book of Revelation because yeah. they think it's real. That's you know, true. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, when you really get into it yeah. and see. But um, look, knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. It just is, even in the work world or oh, yeah. sports. or you know, So spiritual knowledge, what we call wisdom, the right use of knowledge, mm-hmm. is extremely powerful. And we have power. Uh, Jesus, when he sent out the disciples, he says, I give you power over serpents and scorpions. Yeah. So those are terms of the demonic. He think we we have that power mm-hmm. now. Uh, as a believer, if you look in uh, James chapter four, we'll set this up off of your question. If you look at James chapter four, um, mm-hmm. he says, w- w- "Now, when you when you come to the Lord, just look at uh, b- 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 chapter four, right, verse five uh, through eight. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the Spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us much more grace. That is why Scripture says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Okay. Now, this is written to believers, right. and it's loaded with what you just read with information mm-hmm. of how to have this victorious life. But one of the things is humility. Why people often get in trouble is is uh, pride. Mm. It's like, I don't need to read the Bible. I don't need to belong to a church. I don't need to do those things that are going to fortify my spiritual life, and then they wonder why am I troubled and why do I fear the demonic and all of this kind of stuff. Well, it's showing us here. Mm-hmm. Um, God gives more grace. Verse, you want more grace. Grace is a free gift. It's a free enablement. We yes. always want that. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Study the Old Testament. One of these leaders get in trouble when they're proud, mm-hmm. when they're proud. How did Peter get him? Remember, he says, all the all your disciples will leave you, but I yeah. will not. And Jesus says, this day you'll deny me three times before the cock crows. Right. Yeah. And that's why he says to Peter, he says, Peter, 
he says, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat, but I prayed for you that you might be converted, and when you're converted, strengthen the brethren. Yeah. See, he knew. The, the thing is, we don't see the unseen realm. Okay, we're talking about demons. We're talking about angels. If you could pull a curtain here mm -hmm. and, and look into the spirit realm, you'd probably yeah. see these things flying all over. Yeah. Angelic beings, right. demonic, it's just what it is. But as a believer, uh, we're different than an unbeliever. We have to understand that There's a, we're, our position is different. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, if this gospel be hid, yes. it is hid to him whom the God of this age has blinded. See, before you come to Christ, your eyes are blinded. And you don't even realize it. That's a very important thing. You literally are under the control to a certain degree of the enemy. When I say the enemy, I'm, I'm talking about the demonic. Yes. Satan is yeah. one agent. He's not omnipresent or omniscient, right. none of that. But yeah. the, he, he rules and reigns uh, the, 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 the demonic. And so when you look at Ephesians chapter 2, you see some of this control he has over unbelievers. I'm just walking people through this so they can go step by step. Who we are prior to coming yeah. to Christ. And if you read mm -hmm. chapter 2, 1 through 3 sure. in Ephesians 2 slowly. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love... That's, okay. That's good. That was okay. verse 3. Okay. So he's saying here, okay, uh, this is our condition before we come to become a believer. Yeah. Become, number one, we're dead yes. in our trespasses and sins. A lot of people have a hard time with that. But the Bible clearly says... Before you have new life in Christ, you're spiritually dead. Now, that goes way back to what we read in the Garden of Eden. When you partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely yes. die. Now, some call this original sin. Uh, it's it's the, um, We're born into this world in a fallen state. It's just mm -hmm. what it is. The Bible clearly says that, that. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that's number one. We're dead in our, in spiritually. Number two, verse two in which you once walked, this is our conduct, according to what? The course of this world. This world is in a fallen condition. Yes. According to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. You see that? He's actively working in the lives of unbelievers, yes, and they is. don't even know it. Yeah. So, again, there's two separate groups of people here we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Unbelievers mm -hmm. and the demonic influence yeah. in their life. But it's very different for believers. I think you people have the unbelievers don't know they're like poor, they're like poor little sheep that are wandering in wolves dens and they're wandering over by a cliff and you look at popular entertainment today more and more in the movies in rock stars the occult is coming more and more I see it demonic influences it's yes. in the songs it's, yes and people just kind of gobble it up they just in you know imbibe it not realizing that we have to walk with the Bible called circumspectly, you know, yes. walk around these things and don't let it into our mind. The battleground is the mind. Go on, David. When we started on our journey together, uh, you being my mentor, uh, you know, about uh, 14 years ago, um, I, I never captured this or understood it, nor did I realize the importance of the supernatural in my life. 
And I always thought my enemy was the other person mm -hmm. near me or my family member or somebody with our business. And it never hit me until we really started to get into the scriptures. And I, my eyes became more open with the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, after really getting absorbed that we're not in this world alone. There are two worlds we face every single moment. Yeah. Whether we want to believe it or whether we're up for the challenge or not, it exists. You can be an infant, you can be a teenager, a middle-aged person, or in your 90s, you are dealing with the same battles. Yes, yeah, right, right. So th there's a lot of information in the Bible, but Jesus just didn't leave us or forsake us. He gave us the blueprint, and he secured our power and authority by coming down, um, dying a horrible death on the cross, suffering the penalty of our sin, and de defeating Satan in the pit of hell. And, you know, 1 Corinthians 15, 45 says Jesus was called the last Adam because right. he is the perfect sacrifice. Right. Right. And that's how we get this authority. That's the key key to it all. And I'm sure we'll touch on it in a little while. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. In other words, once we move, now staying with Ephesians 2, yep. um, he says he's brought out these different ways, our, who we were before we were in Christ. Right. Before right. This, is, this is me at age 27 before I accepted Jesus as my Savior, right? Yep. I, uh, all yep. that, the bill. But, verse 4, but God, there you have it. It, it swings on this. Yeah. But God, who is rich in mercy, just not merciful, but rich in mercy, because of his great love. It doesn't say his love. It says his great love mm -hmm. with which he loved us. This He loved us when we were still sinners. You yes. see this? Uh -huh. Even when we were dead, it says he loved us. In trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ by grace. That's the key. That turns it. Go on, Dave. Yeah, you know, so, you know, back to Genesis, yeah. where it all started, where, where you know, sin started. And, you know, immediately after that, even though God asked, you know, pushed Adam and Eve out of the garden, he already had a plan ready yeah, right. to bring us back. That's right. And, and, and that's the true love. And then you realize the entire Bible, the rest of the Bible is a love story. And the greatest love ever. And once you pointed that out to me, that it's all about Christ, the examples with Moses, with David, with Joseph, you know, showing uh, Abraham, you know, showing, simulating Christ coming down and dying on the cross, you know, all the character traits you see from some of the prophets and 333 prophecies fulfilled, you know, it, it just all comes together right. so cleanly and eloquently that you know it's the word of God. And if you think for a minute that it's the word of God, how could you not pick the blueprint up on how to live your life? Yeah, you're exactly I mean, right. how could you not pick it up? He's telling us how to do everything. Yeah. I mean, he even told us how the world was designed before Columbus figured out the world wasn't flat. It's all in Genesis. You're right, Dan. Yeah. I mean, it is like winning the lottery. Yeah. I'm serious. When, right. when it says... For God so loved the world that he gave his only, that whoever, yeah, whoever that believeth him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's, that's Christmas. For God so loved the world, he gave. Right. He gave. Yeah. Okay. It's like a, why, mm -hmm. I always say to my little daughter, you say to her, why is it when your birthday you get gifts and my birthday I get a gift, but at Christmas everybody gets a gift. It's just yes. because it's Jesus' birthday. 
But it's true. Yeah. And there might be people listening that have never received this gift. Yeah. It's like you and I, David. Growing up, we knew a lot about Jesus, but we didn't know Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, we were both server boys. We, 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 you and I laugh about this because we, we probably, everybody should, would have thought, you know, we read the Bible and we understood what's in it because we had our hands crossed, you know, in the folded position, we're kneeling at the altar and we were with the priests. But I never learned it. And for me, it was just showing up one day a week for an hour, hour and 15 minutes at a time and going home. That strategy doesn't work. And it primarily doesn't work because you are not learning about how to, to protect yourself, how to create disciples, which is the mandate that we were given from Christ. Um, Mark 16, 15, 16, go yet into all the world and preach the gospel every creature he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. That's coming from Christ. So we don't, I mean, you. he gives us free free will to make that decision to just live for the moment. And, you know, but if you don't, it is clear. And if you believe this is the word of God and that what you're reading is from God, then you have to understand it will be done. Yeah, and so you really don't have an option. You're either going to follow Christ or you are you are going to hell. It's binary, right? It's a. I, or I B. wish there was a, a third. There isn't. It's not a three legged stool. This is binary, and yeah. you know the thing is, the Bible clearly says God is not willing mm-hmm. that any should perish, but that all may come to repentance. What more can God do? Yeah, you know, He's given us this creation, which is a testament. Mm-hmm. You know, when we look at, you know, now all the yeah. lamps are up. We're moving into winter, and then it's going to move into spring. Well, how does that all happen? That's, yes. you know, yeah. Number two, he's given us a conscience. Even if we're not a believer, there's a mm-hmm. sense of right and wrong. Number three, uh, how could you ever get life from non-life, just yes. material things? Then you have the person of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, why does this man dominate all of human history? Mm-hmm. Then you have the scriptures, well, arguably the oldest library, 66 books, most translated, most distributed, most loved, most hated, most respected of any book ever, and it transforms lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. So you have all these, we could go through on a whole show one day, but all these reasons to believe, and the risk is just too great not to. Right, and John, based on this scripture, when, you know, when he's telling us all authority has been given to me in the world, and I am sending you out, He's not going to send us out unprepared or not give us the ability to deliver the word. Yeah. And he knows what's in the word. Oh, yeah. So the enemy is going to come and attack us while we're trying to create disciples. Yeah. And the only way you can move through that and be successful is if you're following Jesus Christ and you understand the authority that you have. Yeah, that's the key. What that's we're talking about right. today. That's right. So uh, to set this up, there's the first step is yeah. the when we were dead in our trust, he made us alive. That's the key. We got to be born again. Or somebody might be saying, well, I don't know what that word means. I it simply means a willingness to turn from your old life, to repent, and by faith believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, shed his blood for you and me, and that rose from the dead. And in believing that, you're just a little baby in your faith. But that's okay. You can grow. That's why Peter says, as a newborn baby, the desire of the sincere milk of the word. So you want to become a child of God. When we're born into this world, we're a child of man, fallen man, Adam. 
But when we come to Jesus Christ and accept him as our Savior, we become a new creature in Christ. And then it says, verse 6, he's raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You see that position we have now? Positionally? So check it out. Yeah. Satan and his are, are the prince and power of the air, right? This atmosphere. Yeah. And we're seated in heavenly places positionally with Christ. What does that put under our feet? The demonic. Yeah. Do you understand yeah. this principle? That we, we, we're sitting right up there in a three exalted. Uh, yeah. Right. Now, there's conditions on this, but we'll but just sure. But, but John, hold on. I, I want to I want to make sure and you know, because I know people that might just glaze over on him, but that we have, we are set up in authority with Christ next right. to the Father. That's what he, he shared yeah. that with us. That's part of, I'm going to call it our inheritance package, right. is this power, mm-hmm. the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I mean, the, through the cross, through his shed blood, we have forgiveness of sins, okay? Yes. But through his resurrection, we have the power now to live a new life of power. And that's why Ephesians will say, um, verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. That's how we get saved. Yep. Not that of yourselves. In other words, you can't do enough good works like a you know Boy Scout gets right. these merit badges. No, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should. So good works are important, but they don't. We're not saved by good works, but we're saved for good works. Now let's go into this whole thing about spiritual power. Number one, when it comes to spiritual power. Look what he says in, uh, stay, let's stay with Ephesians. Uh, look at um, chapter chapter 5 and look at verse 8, if you want to read that. Sure, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Uh-huh. For you were once darkness, <clears throat> but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Notice that. He said you were once walking in darkness. He actually says you were darkness. Yeah. <laughs> but now you are, now that's critical because... If you walk in the dark, that's where the, the, the that's where really evil lurks oh, yeah. in the darkness. Right. And he says, um, <clears throat> uh, then he says, find out what's acceptable in the Lord. Verse eleven: Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. You see, now when we're talking spiritual warfare, people must understand this: don't have fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. I mean, it's amazing how many Christians are into astrology. Yeah. Well, that's work at the earth. Or the Ouija board, or any of these, any of these things, pornography, any of these things are works of darkness. We have to turn from that, because if we're in that, and if you're a believer and you go into those areas, it's like being a lamb, mm-hmm. and you migrate away from the flock, away from the shepherd, and you're going into the wolf's cave. Yeah, you're going to the edge of the cliff. You're going by the raging river. You're exposing yourself to danger. You know, spiritual yeah. danger. I'm talking spiritual danger now. And he says. Um, some of these things he says in verse twelve are even shameful, even to speak of those things. Yes. you can imagine. Oh yeah. You know, oh right. Th- this is not meant for believers. And how do we do this? How do we have look at verse fifteen and sixteen? Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. There, there it is. There you go. And and, and that's what. That really has to be made clear to the non-believers, but even the new believers in Christ. John, there's so many people that I know, and believe me, I, I, I only I only read the Bible for the first time. Uh, when did you get back from WEC? Ten years ago. Uh, okay, ten years ago was the first time I read mm-hmm. the Bible front to back. 
and you said when I come back, I'm 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 happy to mentor you, but you need to read you need to read the whole Bible, mm-hmm. and I did, I did it in a year, mm-hmm. um, and you know, but by doing that, it's still a lot of it glazed over my head. You have to continually be back in it. It's just like trying to become a Navy SEAL. You know, you have to do a ton of training. You have to condition yourself. You have to use those muscles, whether it's in your mind, to stay strong during extreme situations. It's the same with reading the Bible. You have to exercise the muscle of faith, and you only get it through knowing what's in the Word. You're exactly right. That's the only way to do it. Back on this issue of spiritual warfare. Yeah. When Jesus was into the wilderness before he started his ministry, Satan came at him with three temptations, okay? If thou be the Son of God, say to this rock, become bread. Yeah. Or throw yourself off the pinnacle of the temple, and and it says he will give his angels charge over thee. But Jesus, how did he come back at him? With the Word of God. Yes, all three times. With the Word of God. Which is the sword of of the armor that we can put in. We're going to get into that. that. And if, if... here, I always come back to this. We're talking about believers now, right? Mm-hmm. Unbelievers, they have their own issues. Oh, they're right. in darkness. They just don't know. You're, isn't, like I was like a blind guy in a in a dark room right. looking for a door. That was, yeah. And all my friends yeah. were the same. That's right. I'm serious. Well, you're not. But what's you're your preaching believer, to the choir, though. Once <laughs> you're a believer, yeah. the lights come on and yes. you have access to the Word of God. You have access to fellowship. You want them to start living in victory. And we're going to show up in the remaining minutes a couple yeah. of ways to live in victory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just knowing this stuff is powerful. Now look yeah. at verse 18. Okay. Verse 18. Um, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. There it is. Be yeah. filled with the Spirit. What's is. one of the greatest ways to uh, live a spiritual victory is be continually filled with yes. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, all these guys were filled with the Spirit when they believed, mm-hmm. but they want to be filled continually. See, when you become a believer, you have the Holy Spirit. The more you live a Spirit-controlled life, it means this Holy Spirit has you. Mm-hmm. He's penetrating. He's a living being. He's not a fort. He's penetrating your mind, your imagination, your thoughts, your words. You, you see it right away. You'll see it. I, I mean, John, it's kind of like waking up. You were blind and then you, you just for the first time are, are seeing, yeah. literally, it, 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 at least that's what happened to me, because then I just noticed people that I was hanging out with, or I noticed things I was doing, or I noticed people's uh, talking yeah. in their words that was offensive uh, now that's that wasn't true. before. I just let everything fly over my head. So then that's part of ha- knowing that you have the strength to take the authority Christ has given you, because then you start to see the Holy Spirit uh, is in you, and he's going to help you wield that sword of the word to defend yourself. That's everything. Once you understand that, yeah. because again, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Well, one of his commandments is to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Too many of us are, are, it's like running our car out of real fumes, Mm -hmm. you know, or just want to be a really strong athlete, but all we eat is fast food. Yeah, you know, cotton right. candy or something. I don't know, but we don't. We have to be spirit. We live in a, a world today. Mm-hmm. We must be spiritually nourished. Yes, bread alone. As a newborn baby, it says in First Peter, desire this zero milk of the word. Yep. Jesus says, men should not live by bread alone, but by every word. Other. Yep. Paul talks about strong meat. Yes. Of the word. Yes. We're in a culture today and a society that we need 
spiritual strength. Yeah. Not just for ourselves, but to help other people. Yeah. I, I want to read two things because I don't, uh, you know, I know, but I think it's important to just to mention these now because it really does cut through the center of what we can do. Matthew 10, 1 says, Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Uh-huh. Luke 10, 19 says, I have given you authority. That's you and I, John, and every other believer given us. Mm to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, in other words, because he he flipped the script. He, he, yeah. He, he, before we were on, think of, think of Israel. For 400 years, they were in Egypt. Mm-hmm. They were slaves. It was cruel. It was dark. He was killing the little babies. Mm-hmm. And then Moses comes, God sends Moses to set his people free. But the last plague, the last miracle was the Passover. How did they get free? By killing the Passover lamb, putting the blood on the doorpost. And then God says, when I see the blood, I will pass over. Well, how do we get out of bondage of sin, habits, uh, bondage? We don't even realize we were lost by the blood of the lamb. Yes. And so, John... Um, you know, we've had a lot of different missionaries on this show. And the one that always comes to mind is Loretta Jackson, who's part of WAC, who was in Africa. And she said, actually, a demonic figure came into her bedroom because she was doing great things for these young girls at a house. And she was helping these girls. And the, I asked her three times, tell us the words you used to get the demonic image to leave. And she said, the blood of Jesus is against you. Get out. Mm. Christians can say, I'm not going to, I'm not going anywhere. You are leaving. We are doing God's work. And that's the other quote she had. But that we have that kind of power in our lives. It's kind of like having a bully. If you don't stand up to that bully, he's going to keep bullying you. Well, yeah. I mean, you got it. That's why it says resist the devil. Right. Remember we saw it in James. The other thing it's going to say in Ephesians is don't give place to the devil. Yeah. Now, what that means is he's looking for points of entry, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you want to stay close to the shepherd. You want to stay in community. And mm-hmm. I'll show you how this works in a minute. But he says, don't give place to the devil. Yeah. Christians get in trouble. We all are susceptible, mm-hmm. but we open a door, yeah. maybe a secret sin. I, I'm going to drink, uh, be an alcoholic, I mean, pornography, yeah. a drug, right. uh, Whatever, whatever you see, what I'm saying, or root of bitterness or anger. I'm going to hold a grudge against somebody. All those things give, mm. and he's looking for points of entry. That's why Jesus says of his own life in the Gospel of John, yeah. the enemy's coming, but he has no place in me. In other words, he has no place of entry, if you will, you know, no legal ground. But think of it like these salesmen in the old days used to go in the neighborhood and they would knock on the door. They want to get their foot in the door and they're going to sell you a vacuum cleaner or something. Well, don't let them in. You know, because that's what we do. We can let him in. Well, we, we, I, I want to highlight what you said. He has no legal entry. Right. He has no legal entry. Right. As followers of Christ. Right. We forget that all the time and we let him in. Well, that's what happened. That's why it says in Luke chapter 22, you can see how this thing works itself out. Let me just turn there for a moment. It says um, something actually very important, I think, even in our lives today, we're talking about the spiritual warfare. It says, um, Jesus speaking, this is in Luke chapter 22, verse 31. He says, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, this is Peter. Indeed, Satan has asked for you that he might sift you like wheat. In other words, he wants to kill him. 
but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen the brethren. In other words, teach them. Do you see what, there's several interesting things here about spiritual warfare. Number one, Satan is limited. You see where it says he's asked for you? Mm -hmm. He's not only present, he's not omnipotent, but if he can gain entry, and one of the places he can gain entry with Peter, he's observing in the invisible realm, uh, was Peter tended to um, be too impulsive. Yeah. Remember when Jesus came on the water on the sea? He says, oh, let me get out of the boat and walk to you. And then he started walking. Forth. Jesus says, I must go to the cross and be delivered to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And Peter says, no, no, you're not going to. Yeah. And Jesus says, get thou behind me, Satan. Right. And he says, Peter says, even though everybody else forsakes you, I won't forsake you. And Jesus says, before the cock crows three times, you'll deny me. See, he, that, but Satan was going to use that to get him, like maybe like Judas, to commit suicide because he'll be so, so my point mm -hmm. being that prayer, prayers for Jesus says, I prayed for you. We should pray for friends and family that we see going off the rails that they one day they come to faith. Yes. There's, it's very powerful. Right. And then Peter does come to Christ and, you know, he's, he's restored, even though he denied him. And he becomes a great uh, teacher and a leader in the early church. But he's the one that says in uh, uh, First Peter uh, chapter 3, where he says, Be alert, be on guard, for your enemy the devil goes about as a roaring lion. Yeah. Seek it. If anybody knew that, it was who? Peter. Yes. Do you understand that yeah. correlation? Right. Yeah. But but again, he looks for the weak. Oh, yeah. He looks for people that are not under a church, a good church umbrella. Oh, yeah. Or with fellow believers. But, you know, um, it, it, that's such an important element here, too, Jack. Huge. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people that say they're Christians, but then they're not continuing to learn. And as uh, we saw with the Peter example you gave, God allowed that to happen to strengthen his faith so he could teach others yeah right about how to get through challenges and and that's the importance of it we will have trouble in this world but it's how we persevere and by being around fellow christians we i have seen different examples of how they're battling the enemy and how they've won or they haven't won because of certain situations and their faith wasn't strong you're right david you bring and that's how that's how we point. win when you're when you when you're a, a child of God, you accept yeah. Jesus Christ. You the Bible it does it's not a lot of stuff we're supposed to do, but we're supposed to repent, believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose from the dead, be baptized and join a believers, right. join a community. Here's what it says in chapter 13 in Hebrews. We'll touch on this when we're talking about spiritual authority. Verse seven, Hebrews chapter 13. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you. That's a pastor whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Right. And then it says, do not be carried away about with various strange doctrines. That's what's happening today. If you're not under authority, you know, a good pastor teaching the word. For it is good that the heart be established. Again, he talks about um, knowing those who are over you in the Lord. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're there mm -hmm. to, to, to take care of you. It says in verse 17, mm -hmm. I mean, Hebrews 13 again, obey those who rule over you. Yeah. Be submissive. See, how do you have authority? By being submissive. For they watch for your souls. So if you're not in a church, you're not with other believers under pastoral care, how can he tend for your soul? You're on your own. Yeah. You're on your own. I'll show you what happens. As those who must give an account, let them do so with joy and not with grief. Now let's look how this works out in terms of being part of a church and for spiritual protection. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5. This is so powerful, and it shows the importance 
of being uh, what you brought up about being a church. When we talk about spiritual warfare, this yep. is like very. Yeah, this is why a lot of people get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Look at verse um, chapter First Corinthians chapter five, um, verse uh, one through four. Uh, one through five. Okay. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that even pagans do not tolerate. A man is sleeping with his father's wife, and you are proud. Shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning and have put out put out of you fellowship the man who has been doing this? For my part, even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit. As one who is present with you in this way, I have already passed judgment in the name of our Lord Jesus and the one who has been doing this. So when you are assembled, and I am with you in spirit, and the power of our Lord Jesus is present, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Do you see what's happening here? Now look, this is a church in Corinth, right? And they have this guy there living in known sin, uh, public. He's living with probably his stepmother or something. I don't know what's going on here. He says it's pretty bizarre because he says even the Gentiles don't do that kind of immorality. But he says, you got to put him out because he's contaminating the flock. He's gonna, And this is spiritual authority here. He says, put him out. Yeah. Why? So Satan can yeah. get at him. That's powerful. Yeah, can destroy his flesh. And then he says, uh, you're glorified, verse 6, do not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lo- In other words, this one example, this this guy's influence can contaminate the whole congregation because other people might think, oh, I can do this. We can live like that. There's no judgment. But he says, put up out of the church, out yeah. of the fellowship. My question is this. Why do people deliberately put themselves out and expose themselves to Satan? You, you understand? I do. When people say, my life is out of sorts, I'm a believer, I don't. And then first thing I say to him, have you accepted Jesus as your Savior? Have you repented of sin? Uh, have you been baptized? Have you joined a church? Well, no, I just watch TV. Or, are you under pastoral care? Are you related to other believers? No, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the, what? look, at. we'll start wrapping this up, David. What's the worst thing a youngster can do is to run away from home? Mm-hmm. Because why? He's out from under that protective covering, right. particularly the father, but the parents. When he runs away from home, what you prayerfully hope happens, let's say it's a young teenager, is it's so hard on the street, yep. like the prodigal, it's going to do what? Force him back yeah. in the hole. Yeah. Now, let's see how this happens. Look at Second Corinthians. There's a, a upside to this story. It's really positive. I don't want to leave on a bad note. But look at the Second Corinthians now. Um, it's chapter 2. Paul, we think it's the same. It's the same church group in Corinth, and we think mm-hmm. this might be what happened. If you look at verse, chapter two, verse two through seven, for I grieve you who is left to make me glad, but whom I have grieved. I wrote as I did, so that when I came, I would not be distressed by those who should have made me rejoice. Well, the, verse five. Uh, yeah, do do verse. Where are you at? Second Corinthians chapter two, verse five okay. through seven. Forgiveness for the offender. If yeah. anyone has caused grief, he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent, but to put it too severely. The punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient. 
Now instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. Okay, so it seems like he's repentant. That's the tone of this note, right? If it's the same guy. Therefore, he says, verse 8, I urge you to reaffirm your love for him. Okay, remember he says, for this yeah. end I wrote that I might put you to the test, whether you're obedient. In other words, you did what I yeah. told you to do, but now, verse 10, now whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For indeed, I have for forgiven anything. I have forgiven the one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. In other yeah. words, he's reversing that and says, now you always want to bring the sinner back. You want to see him repent and restore it. Why? Look at verse 11. In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Do you see that? Yeah. What's one of his schemes? Unforgiveness. Yes. Unforgiveness. Yeah. So as we that, talk that, about that's a big one, man. Uh, warfare, we talk about spiritual uh, armor, living a victorious life. We have to understand it's not like, oh, now this Christian's getting involved with witchcraft. Now this person's got a Ouija board. Now that, yeah, I mean, that, that could happen. But a lot of it is bitterness gets in, anger gets in, lust gets in, person stops going to church. Yeah. These are ways that you can open the doors, give points of entry, and before you know it, that person is spinning and they go, well, I can't believe it. I don't see my prayers answered. I'm having this trouble. Yeah. Everything is out of alignment. Yes. It's, it's a, this is really real stuff, what I'm, we're offering this morning. We could continue yeah. this in the next show next week if we want to. But I'm trying to show people practical mm -hmm. tools. Yeah. Do what it says. You know, when all else fails, follow the manual instructor's yeah. manual. Yeah, it, it's kind of like Loretta Jackson. We have the power and authority to take the word of God, the name of Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit, and we can run Satan out of our affairs. We're, we're not supposed to pray and ask God to fight Satan for us. We're the one in authority. We have to speak the responsibility and speak directly to Satan and stand your ground firmly. He will flee. Yeah, Just know, like Loretta used the word, you know? The, one of the yeah. biggest ways to resist the devil is be discipled. In other words, he, yeah. you don't want to get into a discussion with him, you know, because yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's an entity and he's yeah. very... He's had thousands of years to perfect his craft, but there's nothing new under the sun. He's, his main thing is to attack the Word of God, yep. to instill doubt, and to convince a person that uh, God doesn't have your best interest at heart. Yep. Go over here. Go. And we've seen big ministries fail in the last 30 years because mm -hmm. Satan, it's not always Satan. Sometimes it's just the flesh. You know, a person is undisciplined. He's forsaking He's forsaking all the resources God has given to us right. to live a successful, victorious life. And then the person wonders, yeah. why am I exposed? Mm -hmm. uh, my life's out of alignment. I don't see prayers answered. I don't seem to have joy or victory. Well, let's look at that. Why is that happening? Yeah. Not that means that once you're a Christian, everything's going to be sunshine and roses. And, mm -hmm. you know, oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Nevertheless, yeah. you can walk in victory if we do what he says to do. And that's why when you we can close wrap it up on this. When you look at Ephesians chapter six, I, I think maybe next week we should do the armor of God. Well, we could, we could. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ephesians six goes through that um, mm -hmm. how to be protected. And again, the Bible says in the Old Testament, "My people perish for lack of knowledge." There's a lot of Christians. Sad to say, Dave, they just don't know these ABCs. I, I never did. ABCs. I, I know how easy it is not to. 
you know, a lot of people are going to wait until they're older and in their rocking chair. That's what I was thinking. Look they, at, they got time. Yeah, look at, we don't have time. Ephesians chapter 6, just read verse uh, 10 and 11. Okay. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil. Okay, stop. Yeah. That. yeah. He, see how strong he wants us to be? Yeah. So when you put on the whole armor of God, one of the things is his word. It's the it's the shield mm -hmm. of faith as well as the sword. But just knowing that stuff that we just look at in Corinthians, that church, mm -hmm. that's that's strategy. Okay, here's here's his plan. Here's his playbook. Right. He wants you to move you to a place of unforgiveness. Right. He wants to break up yeah. a family or break up a church by having this roots of bitterness. Right. If we know that, we're gonna go, no, no, no. We're gonna forgive. We're gonna forgive. We're gonna we're gonna restore this relationship. Otherwise, he's getting his foot in the door. And see, this is what it says in John chapter 10, verse 10. The enemy comes to rob, kill, and destroy. Did he want to kill Peter? Yeah. Sure he did. He wanted to paint him in the corner that he would be so remorseful that he denied Jesus three times. He might go out and hang himself like Judas did. Yeah. But God, Jesus prayed for him, restored him. Well, th let me just read the whole quote that you yeah. said. Uh the thief have cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Exactly. That yeah. is. So there you have it in that one verse. Yeah. There's what the enemy. So what's he doing today? Rob, kill, destroy. What's he robbing? Well, <laughs> for uh, I mean, he's robbing people of their health, mm -hmm. their mental mind. Yeah. Their mind is being drugged or alcohol or pornography. Uh, bitterness, broken marriages. Uh, They're right. He's robbing them of their happiness everything. in Christ. It's, let alone yeah. eternity. Right. And he's very happy eternity. doing it. Right. That's his goal, to rob, kill, and destroy. You know, John 10.10 10 kind of reminds me that the first part of the of the quote is our flesh that we're fighting, and the second is the spirit in Christ. It's kind of like we have that battle every day between the flesh and uh, the spiritual realm. Well, it's more than the flesh. I mean, yeah. it's, it, that's that's an entity there. Yeah, the flesh right. is a separate. We have yeah. three main enemies. We could pick this up on another show. Yeah. But number one is the flesh. That's my, like like somebody said to me, pray that I, I don't, uh, he was a heavy smoker. He says, pray I can get rid of the spirit of nicotine. I yeah. says, well, maybe you don't have to pray to get rid of the spirit. Maybe you just have to quit buying cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's your flesh. Yeah. We're told to mm -hmm. pick up our cross and mortify the flesh. Right. But it could be the world. The yes. world is very attractive. It's very distracting, right? Mm -hmm. it, it catches a lot of people. Oh, yeah. You can't blame that on the devil. But then you have the devil. So you have these three enemies, so to speak, in operation. And at any given time, you could see it could be a combination thereof. It could be the world. Mm -hmm. People, you know, go off to Vegas yeah. or they go right. here. What go happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, it doesn't. No. It's all recorded. Um it could be just your flesh. Yeah. If I'm lazy, if I'm a glutton, if I drink too much, if I, that's not the devil. The people say, oh, the devil's making me drink too much. The devil's making me whatever. Well, maybe no. It's my own. I'm not disciplined. Or it might be the world. I'm not going to church. I'm not studying the world. I'm, I'm going to the game. I'm going down the gambling. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I just don't have time for the things of the Lord. That's neither the devil nor the partially the flesh, but it might be. We'll get into this. It could be the yeah, that, that's a good. Joke. But then it could yeah. be uh, the devil. Uh, we saw yeah. how he opens doors and gains entry, yeah. which we could pick up mm. next week or another show. We'll we'll show his points of entry. Yeah, we can show and how to close those doors. Th that'd be a good show.
you know, we'll show how he has points yeah. of entry. So once again, we, we're really grateful, David, for this radio station, yes. WNZN, Mark Ballard. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. Just the platform this past year, 2023, uh, to finish strong. And hopefully, as the scripture, as uh, as our teaching, or as meager as that might be, goes out, that somebody hears it and says, you know, I never thought about this. I never thought about that there's an act of a, an agent, a being that's against me that wants to see my destruction, known as the devil or the demonic realm. But there's also this other side of not only good angels, but our Lord yeah. that desires, that he, he says in Matthew 25, Hell was not created for man, but for the devil and his angels. Yeah, think about that. It was never created for man, but for the. But if we choose, like Adam and Eve, to follow that, turn our back on God, this is serious business. It is. You know, I mean, because yeah. life is. You were just at a funeral last week. Mm -hmm. I was at a funeral last week. I don't think these two people thought mm -hmm. they were gonna. But, but that's life, you know. <laughs> but the key is to, that today is the day of salvation. If you yeah, hear his voice, don't harden his heart. Yeah, maybe somebody's listening this morning to this program. It's thinking, "Gee, I don't know. Right, this sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's true." Yeah, I would simply say, just open your heart and your mind to the possibility that as we come to this Christmas season, that there is a God and He yes. visited this planet. He came here as a little human being, mm -hmm. grew up, and He changed all course of human history. Yeah. Even if you don't believe Him, yeah. He changed the whole course of human history. He yeah. splits time in half. Right, your birthday is based on His birthday. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. And that most of us, like we grew up, David, we <clears throat> knew about Jesus, but yeah. we didn't know Jesus. Now, I would strongly urge that listener, mm -hmm. pray in your privacy of your own home. Lord, please reveal yourself to me. I want to believe my life is going in this one direction. I want it to go in another direction. Start reading the Gospel of John. I always recommend that the people just do one chapter a day and then seek out a good church. What I mean by that is a church that preaches the Word of God. Yes. And you'll feel that warmth of the love of the people there. Um, avoid the cults, you know, Jehovah Witness or Mormons. Just go for a church that preaches the Word of God, and especially this time of the year, the hymns, the singing is going to lift you. And our prayer, David and my prayers for you, is that you'll go into this new year as a new creature in Christ. Amen. That's what it says. <clears throat> it says, He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. And they call that the great exchange. Yeah. He took all my sins, all my guilt, all my wasted time. He took it out him at the cross. And in return, he gave me forgiveness. He gave me the gift of the Holy Spirit. He gave me knowledge to understand the Word of God. And we could become people of influence to reach others with the Word of God. Amen. Great exchange. Yeah, great exchange. So, again, I don't know, David, do you want to just uh, have any yeah. close thoughts for the people? You know, um, we all are entitled to this inheritance. It's the ultimate gift. It's the ultimate gift that we have, and so many people don't go and explore it. Mm -hmm. They don't even know they have it. Uh, and so, you know, I, I guess one of the things that I want to leave everybody with is we're the captain of our own ship. We have control over our mm -hmm. own life, uh, our spirit, our soul, and our body because Jesus has delegated the power or authority over Satan to all of us. So we're captains of our own ship. Yeah, that's a good nothing, point. We have nothing to be fearful for. Mark 4, 35 to 40, when Jesus was talking to the disciples after the storm and the ship, he said, why are you so right. fearful? How is it that you have no faith? The only way you're going to get this faith is you have to know how to use the word of God, just like Jesus did when he was tempted in the garden by yeah. Satan. If you don't know how to use the tools 
Fear will overcome you, and you will lose the battle. Exactly right. The daily battle. If Adam and Eve had used the word of God, right, they would have gotten in trouble. <clears throat> right. But he said, "Did God really say?" If they said, "Here's right. what God said," right, and it said, "Well, He said you will not die." Yeah. He would say, "Yes, we will die, <clears throat> and we will not be like gods, but yeah. we'll be made in the image." If they knew the word of God and used yeah. it, they could have defeated the that, enemy. That's right. But again, Jan, it all goes back to the main message which is, do you believe this is the word of God? And if you do, then the tools are there for not only for you to walk in the Lord, but to protect your family, your loved ones, and to create disciples, but to enjoy your days and to be you know, happy as followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you don't have it, then the, the world can, can come on to you pretty oh, quick. Yeah. 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 And you wasted another day. You're one yeah. day closer to the judgment. Right. Yeah. God bless you all. Thank you for listening. And uh, God willing, look forward to your show next week. God bless.